Welcome to Leading Lights. You're about to hear a message from Lighthouse Church. So we're going to be opening so many scriptures. And I'm just about to drive on a point, just one single point. But it's always good for us to go through the Bible and see what the Bible or what God has told us regarding different areas of life different topics, different issues, and what he expects of us and what we can expect from him, all right? So that's all about like a Bible study, like, you know, encouraging us. We're going to go through God's word today, and I can trust God that our lives will be blessed and that we're not going to remain the same way. Amen. God has a will. Something like that is what I want to talk about today, that God has got a will. And we're going to go through that um, and be able to encourage ourselves in the will of God, getting to know what the will of God is and what he expects from you regarding his will. I hope to keep this tempo and not to, you know, because I could get excited and just scream. (laughs) Yeah. You know why? Because God's word is so exciting. God's word is so true. Those wonderful promises, you can't have those promises and, and be calm. They are so, they, 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 they motivate you. But I, I, I'll try because I'm trying to pass across a point, so I'll try to just maintain a single tempo today. Right. I'll start by saying that all of us, every believer, we have the Spirit of God in us. Just follow my, follow my sequence. We have the Spirit of God in us. And for every statement that I'm going to make, or every, you know, every statement, every, um, um, yeah, statement, affirmation, yeah, I'll try and open the scriptures for us to see where those things are. So you can know that it's not just something that has been made up. You can lay hold on those promises for yourself, okay? You can see that it is not for some people, it is not for some, you know, it is for everyone. So, I have said that every believer has the spirit of God in them. Alright? So, the Bible says that, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 3, it says that no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Spirit of God. No one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Spirit of God. Okay? So, what that tells us is that if you are here today, if you have believed in the Lord Jesus, you said, Jesus is my Lord and Savior, that thing just happened. It wasn't because someone preached to you. Yes, we preached to you. Yes, someone may have told you. Our parents may have taught us. We may have had a preacher. But that decision that you made, it was by the Spirit of God. How did I know? First, uh, John, John chapter 16, verse 8. And when the Spirit of God will come, it says, it will convince the world of sin, of judgment, and of righteousness. All right? So, it is the Spirit of God that convinces now, that word there is convict, but what it means, if you look at the Greek meaning and all of the um, uh, exegesis, it's talking about persuasion. It's talking about convincing someone. All right? So, we know that it is the spirit that convinces a man. So, if we are here today saying, oh, I believe in Jesus, then we have been convinced by God. So, you have the spirit of God. The same John 16, verse 13, it says that, it says that, and when the Spirit of God will come, it says, it will teach you all things. It will teach you all things. It, it didn't say it's going to teach I or all things. 
He's going to teach uh, some people all things. No, he's going to teach you all things. Okay, and for that to happen, then you have the Spirit of God in us. Now, let's, let's, let's read our first scripture for today. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. He says, do you not know that you are the temple of the living God? And that what? And that the Spirit of God lives inside of you. Alright? The Spirit of God lives inside of you. So for every believer, for everyone that has, that has received Jesus, that has confessed Jesus, you have the Spirit of God in you. You may not be aware, but the purpose of today is to at least get you to that point of awareness that I have the Spirit of God in me. That I have the Spirit of God in me. Alright? So that when you send, as you are sending your emails, as you are doing your normal weekly, daily chores and stuff, you have the Spirit of God in you. It doesn't leave you at that time. You, it is there with you. Hallelujah. Now, the essence, one of the essence of the Spirit of God is that it helps you, or rather, He helps, because He's a person, He helps you to do the will of God. The Spirit of God within you is not supposed to be dormant. Bible says we should find it to flame. Anyway, that's not the purpose for today, but it is there for you to do the will of God. You know when he promised the Spirit, he says, and you will be my witnesses, and the Spirit of God will come upon you. He says, and you shall be my witnesses. It is there for a purpose. And, you know, the, I'll be glad today if I'm able to encourage you to come to that awareness. And that you are eager to know more about the Spirit of God in you. Because the Spirit of God is in you. And that Spirit of God helps us to do the will of God. I'm stressing that because it's going to link me to my next point. The next question will be, what is the will of God? What is the will of God? You know, Greg, some two, three weeks ago, taught us about the will of God. I will encourage us to please listen to that series. I think it was the third in the Anchor series, where he was talking about the bule, the determined will of God, and Thelema, the desired will of God. God has got a will. God has got a will. God has got a desire, has got a purpose. All right? And let's just look at this scripture to back out that point. To back up the point, Acts chapter 3, sorry, Acts chapter 2, verse 23. He has said, don't you know that the Spirit of God dwells in you? Yes, I've got the Spirit of God. And that Spirit is to do the will of God. The will of God. So there are two wills. There are two categories or kinds of the will of God. We've explained that. I'm not going to go over that. Just a quick one. So that I can, it's a connecting thought to the other one. So, it talks about, it says that um, uh, Acts 2.23, it says him, talking about Jesus Christ, okay? Him being delivered by the determined counsel and the foreknowledge of God. A determined counsel, a determined will, okay? Um, counsel there will be the purpose of God, okay? A determined, a decision, it's a, it's, it is decisive that you don't have anything to do about that. It was God that just willed. That you can see in the fact that for God so loved the world and he gave. Not that we so, not that we were so in penury or we were so, or we so prayed. No. It was a determined will. Okay? And what is this bule? Okay? The bule is Christ. Simply put. The determined will of God, okay, is, the, is that Christ was going to die, he was going to be buried, and on the fourth day he will rise again. Determined. And it was from the foundation of the world. All right? Look at it. 
He says, according to, you know, according to the determined counsel of God, you killed him. He was determined by God. Let's leave that type, that kind of God's will to the Selima. Okay, Selima, this is the desired will of God. Now, the desired will of God, we're going to see that in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 4. We've talked about the bule determined. Then there's another will of God, okay? And we said bule is what is Christ, simply put. Christ was going to die, he was going to be buried, and on the third day, he was going to rise again from the foundation of the world, okay? Now, there's another that is called the, uh, that is called Selima, and that is, that we want to read now, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 4. It says, Who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth? Who will have all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth? Okay, now we see a will there. That will, it's, you know, in Greek, the will there is phileo. Phileo, phileo is just a will. Okay, it's a will. But then phileo, phileo is, you know, phileo is, is the, 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 the root word. Just like when you have gene. Okay, gene is the root word, is the root word for many other words. Okay, for genealogy, for generator, for genesis. Gene. gene. Gene means just to start. Okay? It's a start of something. So when you hear gene and all of those, the same thing in, with this Greek word, the will. Okay? And will there talks about phileo. Okay? And phileo here is the will. Alright? And phileo is the thing that is will. That's where I'm going. Phileo is the thing that is will. Like I will that I have McDonald's for, for lunch. <laughs> it's, it's a will. Okay, by the time McDonald's come, McDonald's becomes my Selima. Okay, McDonald's, when I have it on my table for lunch, then I have it. That is, that is the thing that I will. Alright, now what is the Selima of God? The Selima of God is on screen there. That all men come, all men be saved and come to the knowledge of God. All men be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. All men. All right? Now, we are, we, are, we are progressing a bit. Now, we've seen the fact that the Spirit of God is in you, and the Spirit of God that is in you is to do the will of God. Okay? We've seen the two types of God's will, and we said that, you know, one that is, that is a determined will of God was that Christ was going to come and going to make the provision available. That is bullet. Christ has died. That has been fulfilled. Then there's the Selima. Meaning what, meaning, what God desired to be done, all right? That has to do with you and I. And it is with the fact that God will have all men, we saw it on the screen, God will have all men, all right, to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. It means that not all men have the knowledge of the truth, but it's a desire. If, if it's possible for us to split God open, that is what his desire is. It's not determined, it, it will that that happens. Okay? And that happens through us. Now, do you know, I'm going to, a, to another connecting thought. Do you know that the will of God costs him his life? Think about it. That will that is not necessarily for him, it is for all men to be saved. It, it wasn't a cheap one. For that will to be fulfilled, it cost, it cost God his own life. We're going to read 
Again, like I've told you, we're going to see all of those things established in the scripture. It costs, you know, God paid, you know, for God to achieve that will, he gave himself. It wasn't, it wasn't something cheap. It wasn't something ordinary. It wasn't something easy. Okay? <laughs> Follow me. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't something that is just one of those things. No. It was a major thing. It was a big deal. God himself gave his own blood, gave his own life for that will to be fulfilled. You cannot see where, you, where all of these things come together and where we all come to play in all of this. Now let's read, let's read um, quickly. We've said the will of God cost him. Let's read Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7. The will of God, for God to achieve this, it was going to cost him his life. We've said that. Think about that for one minute. Think about that. God has a will. It's, it's not a will to just put his hand in his pocket and buy McDonald's. It was a will that was going to cost him his own life. A will that was going to cost him everything he has. Alright? And he did it. For men to be saved. Alright? So, let's read this. Just to establish that. Um, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7. Can we see? It says, in him we have redemption. Redemption there is a buyback. How did he get that done? He says, through his blood. And that meaning that through his death, his burial, and his resurrection. Through his life. Colossians chapter 1 verse 14. Let's read that again. So that we can establish that in the scripture. Colossians 1 14. In whom we have redemption and forgiveness of sin. He says, through his blood. Redemption means to buy back. It means to, 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 you know, you pay something to get it back, like a ransom. All right? Now, let's, let's, let's follow this. This will cost God so much. Let's, I've given us two scriptures to show that it wasn't, it wasn't a fluke. It wasn't cheap. It's a price. It's a will that cost God his life. Acts chapter 20, verse 28. What are we trying to do today? We are saying that God has got a will. And that we have a part to play in the will of God. Acts chapter 20, verse 28. I read. He says, take heed unto yourself. Meaning, be careful. Pay attention. Take heed unto yourself. Okay? And to all the flock. Over, over the which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers. To fit the church of God. Now, the last phrase there is what I'm going to emphasize. Which he has purchased which he has purchased the will of God that we've seen in humanity, that all men come to, all men be saved and come to the knowledge of, of, of the truth. God made that happen, okay? See the way he purchased it, by his own blood. See what he said. He says God purchased it by his own blood. Wonderful. Hallelujah. I'm halfway done. Praise God. Now, another thought for us to consider is that God finished that will, paid for the will, purchased the will, achieved his will. I'm talking about the, the, the telema, okay, will, okay, that all men be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. God had that done, okay? God had that done. And guess what? 
He now has committed that will into our hands. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What, what, what a honor. What a joy. What a privilege. What an advantage. What a joy. <laughs> what a privilege. God has committed his will to our hands. The will that all men be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. He has committed to our hands. Aren't we so privileged? Aren't we so blessed? But you know what? The fact that we are not aware of this doesn't mean that it's not true. We're going to see from the scripture. Okay? Because the Bible remains the fundamental, has the final say about the things that we say and the things that we claim. We're going to see how he has committed these things to our hands. And do you know that we're going to give an account for these things? We are going to give an account for these things. And that is the terrifying part. That we, we may, we as believers may choose to ignore that, but we're going to give an account. It is on this basis that God is going to give, that we are going to give an account to God. It is on this basis. Alright? And that is my, that is my purpose. That is my, that is my will today. This is my own telema. That we come to this understanding that God has committed his will to us. The will of God that costed him his life. He gave all that he has. We are not about to squander that. We are not about to keep quiet. We are not, we're, we're not, we're not about to play you know, the ostrich and behave as if nothing is happening. He will that all men be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. And that is the will of God. Let's see how he has committed those things into our hands. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians. Quickly, Second Corinthians chapter, chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. I read. <laughs> oh, praise God, praise God, praise God. Now, in, in verse 17, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, where we always quote that if any man be in Christ, he's in, you know, he says he's a new creature, all things has gone away. He says, behold, all things are now new. Okay, verse 18 says, look at verse 18. He says, um, he says and now, all things, all things what? Those things that are new. The process of making all things new, the telema of God and the bule of God that made all things new, that made any man that, that, that will come to Christ, that will believe in Christ, that, that now has the spirit of God, okay? Just, all of those things are of God. All of those things are of God. They are the bule. It's a determined will of God, okay? And look at what he says. He says, who has reconciled us unto himself through Christ Jesus? Hallelujah. Christ, God, through Christ. God, through Christ, has reconciled us unto himself through Christ Jesus. God has reconciled us unto himself through Christ Jesus. I'll say that one more time. God has reconciled us unto himself. It was not going to be possible through any other way. It was not going to be possible by no other means. It was going to be by Christ alone, by the bule of God. And that bule, he has fulfilled in that Christ came and he died and he, was, and he resurrected on the third day. And that any man, any man that will believe in that, will now become, become the telema of God. God wants every man to believe, to come to that knowledge that he has made the provision available, that all things are ready. Hallelujah. All things are ready. God made it happen. And now, he has committed that will to our hands. Let's read on and see. Oh, glory to Jesus. 
Now, I'll read verse 18 again. I will just read through. It says, Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us unto himself through Christ Jesus, and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. He didn't just reconcile. He gave us that ministry. He gave us that will. He gave us that assignment. In other words, we are the custodian of the will of God. Think about it. You are the custodian of his will. I am the custodian of his will. We all are the custodian of his will. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay? He said he has given us, he has committed that ministry. is a ministry, you know, it is a service. If you look at ministry, you talk about uh, diaconi or dickens, service. The service of reconciliation. And we're going to see, we're going to, let's just read on, so I don't paraphrase. That is, God was in Christ. God as a bully in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and has committed unto us one more time the word of reconciliation. This is not reserved for some pastors or some... If it's, it is the duty of every believer. He has committed this to our hands. He has, he has given to us that ministry. And I want us to be aware of this and think about it. God has one will. He gave all that he has to fulfill that will, hoping that everyone that will believe will become a new creature and that those ones will take on his salima and will be custodian of his will and they won't keep quiet and that they will go announce to every man that they should be saved and that they should come to the knowledge of the truth. Oh my, hallelujah. Now it says that, um, verse 20, now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. We are ambassadors for Christ. We are ambassadors for Christ. It, it, he's not saying, oh, you know, uh, Paul, you know, Corinth. No. He said, all believers, we are ambassadors. What does it mean to be an ambassador? A delegate. What does it mean? A representative. What does it mean? An apostle. Someone that, that, that you know, that, someone that comes with a message. An ambassador representing God here on earth. And I want us to know this. I'm aware that we could, we could be preoccupied. We could, we could be busy. That is needed for this part of the world. Okay? It is needed. It is true. But I don't want us to be so overwhelmed that we forget about this. Because it is true. It's not only true. It is eternal. Every other thing stops here. James preached some time ago. There's a time that time stops. There's a time that time stops. For everyone. And at that time, these are the things that will matter. That God will will that all men be saved and come to the knowledge of God. God will so. That is his desire. Morning, day and night. And that desire he has committed to our hands. We can see. He has committed to us the word of reconciliation. We are not the one reconciling. We are just the one announcing. God has reconciled. He said God reconciled, reconciled the world. He didn't say some people. He says the word to himself. He now gives us the word, the announcement, the ministry, the service of announcing to Sharon, to Lauren, to, to Deborah. He gave us the announcement. He gave us the, 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 the ministry, the service to announce this to people. Glory to God. <laughs> Let's read some more and see these things. Now we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were pleading. Can you imagine God pleading? Pleading through us that we appeal to men's conscience. They could tell you, oh, I don't do church. If they know, they will respond better. 
They could tell you, no, I don't believe in all of those stuff. But it is true, we know. Because for us that have received Christ, we have the Spirit of God in us. We know that God has given us that ministry of reconciliation. And we go and announce this to people. We plead with them. We appeal to their conscience that they give it a thought that they believe in Christ Jesus. I'll just quote quickly John. John chapter 1, sorry, John chapter 17, verse 18. He says, as you sent me into the world, I also sent them into the world. Okay? As God sent Christ in his Thelema, okay? Sorry, in his Bule, okay? God has sent us also. John chapter, John chapter um, 17, verse 18. John 20, 21. He says, God, John 20, 21. He says, so Jesus said to them again, peace unto you as the Father has sent me. I also have sent you. You see, he has committed that to our hands. The will of God is now committed to our hands that we announce this word unto men. Hallelujah. First Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 4. Praise God. Are we? <laughs> Look at this. He says, But as we were allowed of God. You see, many, many a times when we see we, 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 we turn that to be Paul alone. Or some people know the we there is plural, it's for everybody. It's for all the believers. Don't see some people doing it. Honestly, when I started, you know, believing in Christ Jesus, I was just a Jesus boy, just praying, just loving it. Okay? But the more, the more you study the scripture, the more you read, you see, this is for everybody. This is for all of us. Not for some special people. You know what? God has no favoritism. It doesn't show, it, it, there's no, you know, you know, just make yourself available. Then he uses you. Then he wants you to announce to people that he has loved them forevermore. Hallelujah. He says, but we were allowed. We were allowed of God. Hallelujah. We were allowed. God allowed us. We were allowed of God. He says, to be put in trust of the gospel of Christ. Hallelujah. God trusted us. God trusted you. There's a, he, 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 you know, he, he entrusted you with what, what costed him his life. Think about it. Are we going to give excuses? Are we going to turn it deaf here? Are we going to just know, you know what? Everyone that has believed in Christ, everyone that has confessed that Jesus is Lord, they are going to him. No doubt. But then, we want to try and take as many as possible with us. As many as possible with us. We have them in our offices. We have them in our gymming center. We have them in our football team. We have them on the streets. They don't know about Christ. We cannot afford to keep quiet. I will not keep quiet. Hallelujah. I won't keep quiet. God has entrusted us with this gospel that cost him his life. And he's trusting that one day you are going to speak out. And he's trusting that you, one day you wouldn't mind. Guess what? They did worse to Jesus. They called, they, they called him a fanatic. They called, oh, he doesn't know what he's doing. They even killed him. But yet, he has committed all of this to our hands. Hallelujah. One more. First Timothy. First Timothy. Chapter 1, verse 11. Look at how he describes it. He says, according to the glorious gospel. What is the gospel? What Christ did, okay? In that he died and he was buried and that he rose on the third day. That is the thelema of God. That anyone that will believe in that, you know what? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever shall believe will not die but have everlasting life. That is the gospel that we preach. That is our gospel. That is the news. That is the word of reconciliation that has been committed to our hands that we go and announce 
that you invite someone to church, that you tell them about Christ, all right? <laughs> oh, praise God. Okay, so it says, according to the glorious gospel, not just is a glorious one, that what? That has been committed to our trust, okay? Which was committed to my trust. Hallelujah. We've been entrusted with the gospel. You have the word of God on your phone, on our tablets. You sit onto the TV, you see. It is with us. It lives inside of us. Hallelujah. Let's just read one more and see what Jesus asked us to do. Matthew. Matthew chapter 28, verse, verse 19 and 20. I'll just read quickly and explain some things. Then we'll begin to close. Am I making sense to us at all? Am I, am, I, am I making sense to us at all? You see, like I said, we're going to go through a lot of scriptures and I expect us to, I mean, go through the scriptures and see how it applies to you and make up your mind today. What are you going to do about this will of God, the thelema of God, that all men be saved and come to the knowledge of And you know the way it starts? Romans chapter 10. It says, how will they call unto God? Except, sorry, it says, how will they call on him that they don't believe? He says, how will they believe him that they've not even heard? He says, how will they hear except someone tells them? He says, how will someone tell them except, they, you know, apart, except that they've been sent? And all that I've been saying this morning is that we have been sent. So it starts with us. For someone to hear, for someone to believe, for someone to call upon God. He says, and everyone that will call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Can't we see? It starts with us. It starts with us. We need to tell someone. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, I read. It says, go therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the, in the, name of the, of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy, Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Now, let's just do some quick explanation. Verse 19 says, go therefore and teach all nations. You see, the word teach there is a Greek word called mathithuo. Mathithuo. It means make disciple. A disciple in Greek is mathesis, from where we have mathematics, maths. Making, meaning that you make a student. You enroll, you, you make disciple. Now, verse 18 talks about the fact that it says teaching, teaching them, teaching them. So it means that, you know, that is the didascalio from, the, from where we have the word didactic. You know, when you, you know, you know in the English word meaning didactic, meaning you teach a, 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 a teaching that is designed to impact instruction. Okay? You teach, you teach. And that is what we are doing today, teaching from the scripture, making it open to men so that they can see for themselves. That's what Jesus commanded us. And you know what? This is where his last word. He says, go to the word, teach them, make disciples, Matthew. Make, make matrices, meaning make disciples, make men that will follow the word. Okay, you know, to, to be a disciple, to make it, to teach, to instruct, to become a people, a, a pupil, to en enroll as a student. That's what Jesus wants us to do. Okay, so if you, if you see that we go into the details of God's word, that is what Jesus expects us to do. And in verse 20, he says, teaching. Okay, teaching. You know, he talks about, he talks about, you know, to teach. 
to hold a discourse in, in, in order to, to pass across an instruction, to pass across the thelema of God, to pass across the will of God that has been committed to our hands anyway. Praise the Lord. Let's begin to wrap up and see the account of someone that has done this and will be encouraged to do the same. Acts chapter 20, verse 20. This is Paul, when he was about living, having done the will of God as commanded to him and has been handed over to us. See what he said. And I hope that at the end of our lives, we will be able to, to say this. We will be able to beat our chest to say how, verse 20, to say how I kept back nothing that was helpful, but, pro, but proclaimed it to you and taught you publicly from house to house. Now we'll be talking about Zoom fellowship, um, live groups. Please, let's be part of this. This is the account of someone. He said, I didn't keep back nothing. I kept back nothing that was helpful unto you. Do you know, what, what are those things that, that you know, what, are, what is that thing that is helpful? It is the will of God, the gospel, the thelema of God, that all men be saved. He said, he didn't keep it to himself. And I've shared that unto you. All right? Verse 26. Acts 20, 26. Therefore, I testify to you this day that I'm innocent of the blood of men. And I hope that we will be able to say this, that we are innocent of the blood of men. Okay? See what it says? It says, for I have shunned not, I have not shunned, I have not avoided to declare to you the whole counsel of God. Can you see the counsel of God? Can you see another, can you see that bule, that selima, the will of God? He has not, he says, he didn't avoid it. In our conversation, as we talk to people, don't avoid it. Talk to people about Christ. Be bold in your God. Be bold in the grace that he has given to us. That we declare unto men that which is good unto them. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Colossians chapter 4 verse 17. And say to Archippus, he says, take heed to the ministry. You see, I don't want us to get that word ministry like, oh, it's going to be a victory. No. Yeah, it, could, it is. But what it means is just the service. The will of God that has been committed to our hands as we are hearing today. Okay? He says, see to it. And I, and, I, and, I, and I want to encourage us or perhaps challenge us this morning, okay, or maybe afternoon, that we take it, we pay attention, alright, to do the will of God. To see, just like we are reading on the screen now, take it to the ministry which you have received of the Lord, that you may fulfill it. That you may fulfill it. Because it matters. Because it is a responsibility that is accountable. We are going to give an account of what we've done with these things. Take heed that you do. Take heed that you do. Take heed that you fulfill this ministry. Hallelujah. So I write here, as I begin to wrap up, that you and I, we have received the gospel of Christ. We've been entrusted with this gospel, okay? We have the very, the very word of God in our hands, okay? Stand for Christ. Stand for the gospel. Preach, preach the message, the word of reconciliation, okay? Make a commitment today. Make a commitment today. And I pray the Lord will help us in the name of Jesus Christ. Please, can we just bow down our heads and pray? Can we just pray about what we've heard this morning and ask that the Lord will help you? Lord, you have committed your will to my hands. I pray that, Lord, I won't, be, I, won't, I won't disappoint you. That I'll be able to fulfill this ministry. That I'll be able to fulfill your will that has been committed to my hands. 
in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray that you will help us. Help us, Lord. Lord, in the name of Jesus, that we are not overwhelmed, that we are not troubled, that we are not confused or carried away, that we are able to set our face unto you like a fleet in the name of Jesus. Help us there, Lord. Help us there, Jesus, that we fulfill your will in the name of Jesus. Thanks for listening. Please visit leadinglightsnetwork.com for more resources and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Please consider supporting this ministry by making a donation on the giving page at leadinglightsnetwork.com or lighthousejersey.com.